you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good, DJ. I mean, we're a week away from the combine, just trying to get everything kind of locked and loaded uh, for that. It's, it's, it's crazy how a, a small change in the football calendar has kind of... Oh, man, are you crunching, man? <laughs> it's kind of created a, a, a challenging set of circumstances when it comes to uh getting the stuff done that we need to get done but it's all good yeah no look i love it but like my wife the other day was like this is ridiculous like you, you literally from the moment you get up until past midnight you're trying i'm like I, we lost we lost time like you got to try and make up for the lost time so uh we'll get there we'll get there but it's a crunch man it, it is a crunch i don't know if you saw this i um i was on my best behavior but i did respond to a tweet that was put out there about um the combine being like antiquated and outdated when it comes to the evaluation process. And I think it's important that as we go into it, that people understand what the true purpose of the combine is, because I think sometimes, and even though we're in this world now, this media space, 
I think people really lack the understanding of the essence of the combine. It's the medical checks, it's the interviews, and it's the performance and the testing that is necessary to get done. And people who kind of dismiss it and talk about like, I don't know why anyone would work out in those things. The best way for me to describe it is it's the only opportunity that you have for sure to work out in front of everybody that's a decision maker. You can bypass the combine and not work out there, but you better hope that you have enough cachet that a general manager, a head coach, a coordinator, someone who's a decision maker is going to go to your pro day. And I think what is lost is everyone thinks, well, yeah, well, I just go to my pro day. Well, that's great. But if your pro day coincides with some other blue chip prospects, you may not get the same kind of attention that you would get by working out at the combine. And the final point is when you bypass the combine and you work out only at your pro day, if it doesn't happen to be your day, you don't have the built in mulligan. And so we all understand what the combine is. We all understand like whether you perform well or not, like, look, it's, it's kind of viewed in perspective, but when you bypass that and you put all your eggs in that one pro day basket, good luck. Because if it doesn't go well, there's no, hey, man, the GM's going to fly back out to watch you work out. And so I just think everyone needs to understand that. And those who think that, A, the stock rises and falls and is torpedoed by your performance in the combine, I don't think they have enough perspective on what the combine really is. Two things. Number one, I missed that interaction. And I am going to go back and make sure that you're on your best behavior. Because I, I have I, I have had to ring Bucky in at times for getting into it, uh, uh, getting emotionally invested in a Twitter conversation. So I'm going to do my homework on that. I'm not just taking your word for it, number one. Number two, can I give you a rule? Here's my rule. Um, you cannot be anti-combine and pro-analytics. You can't be both. Yeah. Because I can tell you for a fact, and you know I haven't been in the same mm-hmm. rooms I've been in, Buck, that – the there are certain numbers that at these workouts that if at certain positions if you don't meet certain criteria there is an avalanche of evidence that says this is not going to be a successful career for you like you are swimming upstream and maybe there's some exceptions but you don't try and make a a, a team out of exceptions you're going to be in big trouble to me you can't see i'm pro analytics and i'm forward thinking and then the combine is antiquated and throw it away it's worthless like you can't have it both ways like you can't say both because there's valuable information, data that you grab from the combine that helps inform your decision-making process. And as an example, I, you know, I've, I, I talk about these cluster busters and, and uh, mm-hmm. you talk about guys traveling together. And it, look, you get to the combine and you have, you have a, a room that's kind of divided and splits. 50% of the guys in the room like Jones, 50% like Smith. There's you know pluses and minuses with the players, and then guess what? We get to watch them work out on the same field doing the same drills, and you can say, you know what? Smith just moves so much better than Jones. It's it's tight, but I but I'm gonna go ahead and, and tip the scale in this favor. It breaks ties, man. It, it does have value. I, I just refuse to believe that this is a worthless exercise. Well, it's the comparative analysis is what you said. Um, I have two corners that are working out in the same group. Yeah. I get a chance to see these guys work out back to back. I get a chance to assess their footwork. I get a chance to watch them turn and break. I get a chance to see their ball drills and all of the things that they're able to do. I get them to even do the same drills at the same time. So for me, absolutely a ton of value. And let, 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 let me ask you this as somebody who played the position and as somebody who's scouted the position, this is an this is a specific example of let's let's show why there's value in the combine. Okay, you're a corner, 
in college that all you've done is play quarters in college. Explain how evaluating that, how what what the missing pieces are in that evaluation, how you can fill in those gaps with the workout. Okay, so in filling the gaps, depending on what kind of quarter system that you played, are you in a press quarter system where you're always nose to nose with the wide receiver? And basically that quarters version becomes man. Or are you a true quarters which is zone that, that's what i'm talking that's what i'm talking you're, about you're, you're back a little bit of butt to the sideline stuff yeah you're belling and those things and so what i want to do is we we talk about it because we talk about it in the analysis how full is the toolbox mm-hmm. meaning when i'm looking at a defensive back a corner in particular can he bump and run can he play off can he bail um can he catch the ball in space because he has ball skills or because he's played so much man-to-man he's a pbu guy because he's gonna break it up because he doesn't have the quick reactions and hands to to make off interceptions um can he play in a system where you're required to speed turn and do all of those things and so they might not have seen him do that in college ever and so it's an opportunity that you can look at the athleticism you can look at where they're refined you begin to build a developmental plan for the player that a coach, if we bring him in, here's where we have to get him up to speed to help him contribute right away as a as a rookie. That stuff is invaluable, and you can't get that stuff um, all the time just at a pro day workout. Because what happens at the combine now, DJ? I see him for that first workout. I now have some questions that I want answered at the pro day workout. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, now look, okay, so I saw him at the combine. He did this and this will. Let's see if he can improve in doing these drills so I can then give him the, the ghost seal of approval. All let, me of that stuff an, let me give you let me give you another example. How about a, a pass rusher that's played um, and, and not necessarily a lower level of competition, but maybe the conference that they were in, the tackles stunk that year. So this dude racks up double digit sacks and you've got some people in the room that are lobbying for him. They really like him. Well, then other people in the room say, well, hold up, he's beating these tomato cans. I don't know how explosive he is, number one. Number two, I don't know if this guy can really bend because he's getting a lot of quick wins off the line. Like I want to I want to see those combination of those two things. Well, guess what? We have these guys running loops, and your scouts and your trained or your coaches and your trained, and you're watching to see can he keep all of his cleats in the ground as he's trying to run the hoop? Um, can I see his 10 time? Can I see his vertical? Can I see his broad? Like, okay, this guy is explosive, or this guy can keep his cleats in the ground and bend. Like, there's value. Like, I, I just... I, I can see how you get worked up because it's getting me worked up a little bit just thinking about it, Buck, because to say that there's no value in this portion of the process is ridiculous. Yeah. And the other thing, like it's it's about like and, and we've created this because it's, it's for TV, right? Like we've made it a, a TV event. We made the draft a TV event by creating these narratives and those things. But it's like the whole stock dropping, stop rising. Sometimes it's not that. It's the late part of the process where you're just beginning to identify the guys because there's so many names on the board that yeah. the decision makers are just now beginning to look at those guys. I talk to them every night, every single night. I talk on the phone with decision makers and personnel guys, and it's like, hey, I just watched this guy. Have you seen him? No. Tell me about you know. We're st- everybody's working their way through all this. They're working their way through because depending on if your team is on a deep postseason run, you haven't had as much time to really dive all the way into the college prospects and the draft board and depending upon the way your team does business. Some guys do all of the tape work before the combine. 
other guys wait until the combine and they just talk about the character stuff. And then they want your first impression to be the combine before you look at the tape. And so depending upon what your team philosophy is, the combine is kind of like that middle point where, okay, now we begin the transition of really diving into the prospects. And so I think there's tremendous value to being able to put a name with the face, being able to put an athlete with what we saw on tape and being able to separate the clusters of guys that are on the board that come in kind of graded very, very similarly. That is the importance of the combine. No, absolutely. Um, All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to continue on with our preview for the combine here. We're going to look at some offensive linemen and some wideouts. Let's go offensive linemen first, and then we'll get to the wideouts. We're going to get to that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top not of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, Buck. Let's uh, let's get your top five list. Uh, let's go offensive tackles. Give me uh, give me the group. Let me start first of all with a question before you uh, you give me your list here. Anybody in this offensive line class, in your opinion, would you take over the top two guys from last year and uh, Sewell Slater, Slater Sewell, whatever order you had those two guys? Man, I don't I don't think so. I think these guys are are good. I think they're very very solid. Um, I think you can win with all of them and win at a high level, but I think they're different than the other, the other crew. I think the other crew last year, I think they were dominant. Yeah. I think there was a level of dominance that you saw in their games that it was indisputable that they were going to be like top five talents or whatever. This class I think is really good from top to bottom. I think, you know, it's a situation where we talked about it. If I'm having any kind of dispute in the room, I can grab an offensive tackle or a pass rusher. Yeah. You're about, I think, hey, you know what? I don't know. Ty goes to the offensive tackle. Let's go yeah. get it. Let's get yeah. a take, tackle and come back. And I, I think what you have to sort separate from these guys at the top, what is it that you actually want on the edges? Do you want the, the pass protector? Do you want the, the gritty, dominant mauler in the run game? Do you want a guy that's a blend? I think mm-hmm. when we talk about the top five guys, I think you have um, – Kind of like going to the ice cream shop. You have to figure out what the flavor is that you want for your offense and pick accordingly. Rip them off. What do you got? Top five. Uh, so, number one, I got Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Evan Neal from Alabama. Ikem and Kwanu from NC State. Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. And then Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan. That's my okay. top five. Okay. Give me your give me your take on Charles Cross because that's that's I think that's a little different than what pe- some people have. So, give me your, your take on him. Yeah, it's funny, like, because when I look at the tape, I think the one thing that I liked about him is I felt like he was so balanced in terms of his pass protection. I felt like he was really good with his footwork. I thought he had quick hands. He had balance. Um, I thought his ability, and he's not asked to do this enough, but I thought his athleticism would make him very, very solid and capable in the running game. And when I compared him to Neil, I felt like he was a better pass protector than Neil. And in a league that is really all about the pass, that to me was the tipping point with Ike Mekwano. He might be the guy with the highest ceiling because he's just a freak yeah. monster on the edge. But I felt like day one, these guys might have more success early because their technical skills are advanced. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I ended up uh, on mine. I have Ikwanu one, I have Neil two, and I have uh uh, I'll end up moving cross up a little bit, but on my original list, I have my new list coming out next week. Uh, so then I had Penning, mm-hmm. uh, Raymond, and Cross. Those guys all kind of grouped up together. Um, to me, Aquanu, you mentioned it, Buck. I mean, I, I think he could end up being a guard uh, when it's all said and done, but this dude has got 
he's got some just rich stuff in his body. You know, like he's still a little bit raw, still figuring things out. But in terms of bend and strike and displacing people in the run game, like it's off the charts. Now, I know, like you said, it's a passing league. I think he's got it all in his body. He's still got to put it all together. But, you know, with his length and base and power, I think he'll I think he'll be able to get there. And then, you know, Evan Neal was tricky for me because when I watched him over the summer, I didn't love him. Early in the year, I thought he was a little bit better. Uh, then the more I watched, the more I watched, the more I watched. I'm like, okay, this guy trend line is is just heading in the right direction. And he just you can't you can't teach six, you know, six, seven, three hundred and sixty pounds that can, you know, that can move around and stuff. So um to me, I thought the trend line was heading the right direction. That's why if you look at mock drafts, I have him going with the first overall pick. Now, do I think he's a first overall talent? Nah, but we don't it's not really that kind of a draft. Like we don't really have that guy. So no, that's and, why I have him up there. And, and so it's funny in that, right? Because I can see everything that you see in and DJ, honestly, I wrestled with like I felt like I was dealing at the at the casino table, right? I felt like I was dealing yeah. at the black just I feel like you could just kind of put those guys in. And if you told me who my offensive line coach was, yeah, I might rank them differently. If I knew what team is on the clock for all of those guys, I might rank them differently based on what my expectation is in terms of how we're going to play. Evan Neal very well could be the number one overall pick because when you think about Jaguars, you think about Doug Peterson's background, what he was able to do um, with the guys that he had in terms of like Jason Peters on one side, um, my guy from Oklahoma on the other side. Yeah, Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson on the other side. It's it's different. I'm like, okay, he could fit there. Uh, if you told me that, like, hey, man, we're going to run it at you and come downhill like the Baltimore Ravens, then Ike McQuanu is like, oh, yeah, we're going to put him in. Yeah, what about his pass protection? Yeah, we're not going to pass. <laughs> we're going we're gonna <laughs> to run it, we're gonna run it down your, your throat. And if I have a guy that can teach him how to quick set, how to do some things with his hands, I'm good. And then Cross, if you tell me we're going to throw it 70 times a game, Cross – fits in that with some of those other guys. And so I yeah. I really think it comes down to stylistically, what do you want at offensive tackle? Yeah, to me, Penning is an interesting one. I have him third. Mm-hmm. I, and when my mock draft comes out, I don't know, it's probably coming out in the next couple of days, people might be shocked at how high I have him going, uh, especially when you consider on my list he's my 25th player. But I think he's, I think he's got a real chance of going in the top 10. Um, I, I really do. Just because, you know, I think – the senior bowl was a little bit, he got a lot of attention for all the nasty and all the knockdowns and all that stuff. Some, you know, people didn't really care for it. Thought it was a little excessive, but a lot of people like that stuff and he can play inside and play guard. He views him at, at guard some and some of the team stuff. You can go back and watch him play a little bit of guard. And some teams just think this guy's, you know, he's going to be a right tackle or he's going to be a guard. And he's, you know, he's what you want in terms of the size, the physicality, all that stuff. And uh, I guess I can give, I can give one pick away in a mock draft. I guess that's not a big deal, but, no, the Carolina Panthers and kind of going down to the senior bowl and talking to people down there, like as much as the quarterback is the topic of conversation, they know their offensive line stinks and they have to address it. So I don't I don't like having a gun to your head in the draft, but I almost got the sense of they have a little bit of a proverbial gun to their head that they have to address the offensive line. So that doesn't lend itself to best player available. That's a screaming need. And that's why I think you could see Penning go much higher than people think. I can, look, I can believe that. And I also can believe that there are a couple of different things that people will look at. They'll look at how the offensive line might have cost the Cincinnati Bengals an opportunity to win the Super Bowl because of all the weapons that they have. And you think about, man, if I have a franchise quarterback, a good young quarterback, I need to protect him. Um, protection is coveted as a, at a premium. And if you can get guys, and they don't have to be the best guys, we've talked about it. What you can have, you can't have a tomato can. 
Yeah. And so what I can't have on the edges, I can't have a flat out bust on the edges. And so um, going all the way back to my days, like just learning how to scout offensive linemen, there was like one, look at feet, look at balance, look at how quickly and how accurately they're able to strike within the strike zone. I mean, you hit them in the chest and dominate it. Man, if they have those things, and then pinning, we're talking about has a little nastiness. Yeah. Was there not delight? Because, DJ, we can talk about having the prototypical or the, uh, the, the pie-in-the-sky guy that we want on the edge. Look at who is playing in the league. Mm-hmm. And then look at some of the guys who are getting accolades. All of those guys are not flawless prospects that are playing at a high level. Size, toughness, intelligence, like you're never going to go wrong with that. Those guys will always exceed your expectations in terms of how they play and how long they play, and he's got he's got all three of those. So I think he's going to be out there for a long time. Some of these other names kind of go through. Bernard Raymond uh, is an interesting one uh, from Central Michigan. Obviously, he came more from Austria. I thought the senior bowl, man, I was hoping for a little bit more. He could really vault himself up. He struggled in the one-on-ones. He got better um, as the week went along. He was better in the team sessions, but – uh, maybe a little bit more of a project than I had hoped, but he, a, a good player. Um, I think he's got a chance to, you know, go late one, probably top of two. Um, then you get into Falele from Minnesota, who's just a giant of a man. Um, Huge. Who Humongous. We talked about him where he struggled kind of redirecting, right? But he's going to get with a good offensive line coach. He's going to teach him just to play inside out. Don't get beat inside out, and just trust yourself to be able to handle the speed on the edge. I think he's a starting right tackle. Uh, Max Mitchell from Louisiana was a little bit up and down down there as well. Needs to get stronger, but I think he'll be a starter. The name that I did um, that I would put in the mix above the, a lot of those guys uh, that I did a, a little bit ago was Tyler Smith. He's going to make his way into my mock draft from Tulsa. Buck, I don't know if you get a chance to see this dude, but this dude yeah. is nasty. Like, I mean, he's got 16 penalties. He's got to clean that up. Like, that's <laughs> way, way, way too many penalties. But this dude can redirect. Um, he can uncoil. You talk about being able to roll your hips. I mean, this guy's got some – he's got some dynamite in his hands as well. He's one of those guys, again, I think somebody could make him a guard and just roll him out there and just let him be a, a bowling ball of butcher knives and just hammer people in the run game. So uh, he's an interesting one. Uh, one other name I'll, I'll throw out there, Sean Ryan from UCLA, who's got a huge trunk. Um, who was a, He was a Ballyhood prospect out of uh, – uh, oh, gosh, in the Trinity League. What's the really beautiful baseball field? Boris gave all the money there. Uh, um, let's see. So we have we have Santa Margarita. We nope. have Servite. No. Nope. We have uh, Orange Lutheran. Nope. Uh, Jay have, Sarah. Jay Sarah. Oh, is Jay that Sarah. is that that's in the Trinity League, right? Oh, absolutely. Jay yeah, Sarah is a very that, pretty campus. I think that's yeah. where that kid went to high school. I remember hearing about him coming out of high school. But yeah, he's at if UCLA. That, he's a tackle. He's true, a good player. That mean, that mean he, he should be well trained because he played under Pat Harlow. Okay. There you go. Yeah, former SC lineman, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, SC offensive lineman. He used to be the head coach of Jay Sarah, and now he stepped back to be offensive lineman. But, like, don't quote me on that, but I, for some reason, I believe that's where he went to high school. But it, he's a good player, and he had, uh, you know, he's some good battles with Thibodeau when you watch that that tape. But I think he'll go in the second round. So uh, then you've got Petit Freer from from Ohio State. You know, kind of more of a late two, in my opinion, maybe even in the third round. Some other interesting names, but that's kind of the gist of it with those tackles. I, I I'm with you though. I think it's a good group. I don't think that there's no Sewell's or Slater's. Like Slater's tape was flawless and Sewell's upside was off the charts as a 20-year-old. I don't think we have anybody with the upside of Sewell. I don't think anybody with the polish of Slater. No, because with Slater, when we got to remember, man, he was pitching shutouts. Oh yeah. Against against, against legit guys, dudes. Against against high-level guys like Chase Young, those guys not even sniffing the quarterback. And so 
that's the standard. But these guys are are pretty good. You know, the one thing that we always worry about is it's one thing for us to say they're really good players, but when we hand in the card and they come off the board as a top five player, Oof. the expectation is that they're going to be a dominant player. They're going to be one of those uh, Hall of Fame types, and it just may not be the case. And so, look, that's just why. That's why. If and we'll get we we talked about him the other day with D Lyman though, but but I mean that's why. If you told me we had five or six DNs going the top ten picks, wouldn't shock me at all. I like the defensive ends, you know, mm-hmm. a lot in this draft. So I wouldn't be surprised we see those guys go flying off the board. Okay, let's get some interior offensive linemen before we get over to the fun stuff with the wideouts here. What are your top five interior guys? All right, top five. So we'll go Tyler Lindenbaum, Iowa, Kenyon Green, Texas AM, Zion Johnson from Boston College, Darian Kennard from Kentucky, and Jamari Sellier from Georgia. Yeah, that's a good group. I, I like that group. Um Linderbaum is going to be a fascinating one. I have him as my second one. I have Kenyon Green, who's just bigger guy. He's 325 pounds. Oh, yeah, that was hard. That was hard for me. That was that was a debate. Yeah. So it, to me, it's just, you know what's going to hurt Linderbaum a little bit is that you've got Garrett Bradbury, who is center only. It was a little bit undersized and who's got yeah. beat up a little bit in Minnesota. And yeah. I love Bradbury coming out. Uh, but those guys typically go in the late teens, um, and I think that maybe he gets punished for the sins of Bradbury a little bit, and maybe he slides into the twenties. Would be my, it wouldn't shock me. No, it, it wouldn't shock me. And you know, the funny thing you talk about Bradbury because I remember, man, we loved him. Oh yeah, and the we Grim Reacher. Remember? Yeah, we just talked about how he was so perfect for his own base system, how he can rip and run, and he's going to get on people, and he can run his feet, and he can climb to the next level, and those he got things. Some size on his nose that didn't go yeah. well. And then what happened? They put. They put some bigs on him, and they they knocked his head, <laughs> knocked his head into his shoulders a little bit. And he wasn't able to uh, do it. And so with Linderbaum, it's all the technical skills, it's all the versatility. Like, look, he can play center, he can play guard, and all that other stuff. But it's more high IQ instincts, awareness, and refinement than sheer strength, power, and bully ball. Yeah, um, makes it. Yeah, I think he'll be a center only. I I don't think I don't think anybody's going to want to play it. You know yeah. him at guard. I just don't. I don't see that happening. So that that'll be a that'll be a fascinating one. Kenyon Green's got you know position flex. He could play tackle if he wanted to, but he's a guard. Um, and he's you know he's just three hundred twenty five pounds. That's a big man. Big man, DJ. I I'm sitting here looking at my report. and I'm just talking about man. The dude is an athletic phone booth controller. Mm-hmm. Like he can put you in the phone booth and just absolutely wear it's you over. out. Yeah. And then it's just when you watch him on the pin and pull. When he has to pull and come around, man, you talk about the power that he unleashes on contact. Oh, he displaces people. I mean, he moves people off the ball, and that's just – I mean, this is rare to find. I mean, he is a dominant, dominant guy on the move. I mean, he yep. cleans you off the screen. Um, so you've got Zion Johnson, and you've got – you had Kennard in there uh, from Kentucky who's played tackle. A lot of people think he'll kick yeah. in the guard, Sawyer. Um, undersized tackle at Georgia, who's who's a, he's a good player kicking inside. Let me give you some other names here to just uh, monitor at the combine. Uh, I I really like Luke Fortner from Kentucky. Mm. I think he's going to be a you know starting center guard either, either one. He's almost six four, three hundred two pounds. He's he was good. Uh, he's good on tape. He's good at the Senior Bowl. Kentucky man, they got a bunch of offensive linemen. Uh, you talk about Kennard. You mentioned him. They've got another guard as well. Um, gosh, who was the other one? Uh, Man, another they've got another offensive lineman. I'll find him in here somewhere. But yeah, they, they've got they've got dudes. Uh Zion Johnson, technician, solid. Cole Strange is gonna be kind of uh he's gonna be 
really well thought of with that zone, outside zone teams. You know, some of the athleticism showed he could play some center. It was a little bit uh, hit or miss in one-on-ones at the Senior Bowl. Had some struggles with size, but, man, he can move. And he's just – everybody loves his temperament and the way he plays. Uh, a couple other fun ones kind of in this next tier. Logan Bruss from Wisconsin, who's a tackle. I think he's going to be a guard. Bill Dunkel from San Diego State. It's a great name for an offensive lineman. Um, just a mauler, brawler. Um, Luke Gadecki from Central Michigan's got a lot of love around the league as well. Um, so then you've got Ed Ingram from LSU. Like these guys are all third round, fourth round type guys. Good, good players. Yeah, good players. But DJ, we've seen those those guys that you can put on the inside. Uh, guys that understand how to work with their neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, like they can make up some of the deficiencies by understanding how to play with body help positioning how to play with angles how to sit heavy either inside or outside because you know you got a big body that can kind of nudge and make the space tight for mm-hmm. the interior pass rusher the one thing that we're seeing though that is probably non-negotiable if you're a guard you better have some anchor because that's what i'm saying that's what you want a firm pocket yeah because the way these guys are, are coming and the way they're pushing like just think about and i know aaron donald's aaron donald but just the way that he was walking people back beep Beep, yeah. beep, right to the quarterback. That guy has to be able to sit and just hold the point and be firm enough not to continue to allow penetration. You better check if they got some – they need to have some rocks in their pocket. They have some breaks. Better have some breaks. <laughs> uh, by the way, their other Kentucky lineman was Dari Rosenthal as a tackle. So I knew they have three offensive linemen. It's always funny to me when you see these teams like a Kentucky who had been kind of down for a long time and all of a sudden, man, they've got a good football team. Yeah, no joke. they got good players, you know, and especially in the, at the line of scrimmage. You, it's funny how that works uh, once you start going through the draft process. Oh, yeah, that's why that's why Kentucky's pretty good. Uh, they got dudes. They, they do have dudes. And, DJ, just think about the last two or three years, the number of Kentucky guys that we've seen make their way to the National Football League yeah. on both sides of the ball. Um, it's not a coincidence that Stoops has it going. You know, they have really good players. They play a physical brand of football. And we can talk about it. We can knock it. But in the SEC, man, in the trenches, if you're a team looking for people in the trenches, you have to sniff around because in the SEC, they not big only boy football. have those guys, but they play big boy football on a weekly basis. And those guys are more likely to be ready for the way they pro game is. No doubt. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and jump into these wideouts. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, Buck, now is the fun stuff. This is a uh, it's a fun group of wide receivers, but I, I guess I will – let me go back. I'm going to pull up last year's list. And uh, and while I really like this group of wideouts, I think there's a lot of depth. I want to kind of play the comparison game with you before you give me your top five list. When we go back to last year – let me give you my my wideouts. You tell me where the your number one wideout in this draft would slot in. So I'll just kind of go down and you tell me where he would slot in. You ready? Um, okay. Jamar Chase or who you've got in this draft? Uh, I, I mean, like those guys early. Waddle. Yeah, we'll take Waddle. Devontae Smith. Take Devontae. And then now we get to now we get to like Elijah Moore. I would take Drake London. I have Drake London number one. That thus begins the conversation. Okay. So I just wanted to provide some context from last year to this year. But go ahead. Rip your top five. And so now it's important because you provided context. Uh, Devontae Smith was the last of those guys taken. He was taken, what, 11? Yeah. To the Eagles, yeah. So that's what we're talking about. So now we're talking about top 10 talents in comparison to the previous year. So Drake London is one. Jameson Williams from Alabama for me is two. Garrett Wilson, Ohio State is three. Jahan Dotson, Penn State is four. Then Traylon Burks from Arkansas is five. Now, I will say this with with an asterisk and a caveat. It is really hard to rank the wide receivers one to five. because Flavors. 
is flavors, is how we're building the team, is what we need. And when we talk about uh, breaking these guys up into categories, I break them up into three different categories. I have my big play threats. I have my chain movers, which are more of my possession receivers, my route runners. And then I have my red zone weapons, which are the big size guys or whatever. Drake London is a red zone weapon. I mean, he can be a chain mover and those things, not necessarily a big play threat. Um, I do it. Jameson Williams is a big play threat. Like he's going to get over the top. Gary Wilson to me falls more in line with the chain mover, but he has some extra stuff to him. John Doxon is more, look, man, he's kind of quick, explosive. He has some of that chain moving ability, but he can be the one. And then Traylon Burks is another red zone weapon with size and those things. And then we haven't even talked about the Purdue kid and all these other guys that are just on the fringes of being in the conversation. I had people hit me up about Chris Olave and what do you put mm-hmm. in? Hell, man, I only can put five. I only can put five in the mix. Like, there's so many guys that are worthy of being in that conversation that I think because it's so deep, I think you can, like, man, if, if this was one of those game shows, I think you can pass and come back to it yeah. and probably get similar value, similar production. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a flavor. It's definitely a flavor draft in terms of what you're looking for and kind of what you emphasize. I do want to show you. I'm going to pull up this one picture here so I can show it to you. So I was uh, I was talking to a buddy and I'm I have Garrett Wilson as, as the top dude. Right. So and he's got some phenomenal ball skills mm-hmm. down the field in terms of making some spectacular catches by a buddy. Go, uh, hey, go back and watch the clemson game from his freshman year and the catch that he makes down the sideline so i went back and watched that and then i uh got the freeze frame or whatever and so i just want you to look at this look at this picture tell me if you think that's normal buck oh that's ridiculous that's him going over top of like (laughs) that is ridiculous uh i mean that was like yeah that's one of the best that's one of the best above the rim catches i think i've ever seen but um so it's what you emphasize to get back to the point is kind of what are you looking for? What do you want? What do you emphasize? To me, I thought Garrett Wilson was uh, what do you call the ice cream when you put the multiple flavors in there? Uh, oh, Neapolitan. Yeah, he's my Neapolitan. He can he's, he gives you a little bit of everything there in terms of what he's he a can blend. do. He's a little strawberry, so, little chocolate, little vanilla. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah. See, that's that's him. <laughs> so um, I like the toughness. I like the play strength. That's why I had him as a top guy. Drake London was my second guy who, again, gives you that size. I think he might end up just being a big slot, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I see Keenan Allen, yeah. Allen wear people out in there. I've seen Michael Thomas wear people out in there. Um, I think he's got a chance to do that stuff. Um, uh, ben Fennell, our buddy, who helps me with really is kind of the uh, godsend for me with the draft stuff and putting all our XOs together for the combine and the draft. He, uh, he watches all these guys and does all his own work. And he had tweeted out something about how there hasn't been uh, a receiver that's like six four, six five, that was under two ten. You know that has been successful. The only one who's been to a Pro Bowl in like the last twenty years was AJ Green. And I, so I called him and I said, Benny, but would you, if I told you right now, like say you have the tenth pick, and you, could, I could give you a better version of T Higgins, would you do it? And I'd sign up uh, for that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think he's a better. I think he's a better prospect than T Higgins was coming out. T Higgins, I think, was a thousand yard receiver this year. We saw what he did Absolutely. in the Super Bowl. Um, and this 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 guy gives you a little bit more. So that's that's to me is kind of the is is a interesting comp for him. I know Mike Evans is one that we talk about too. Mike Evans a little bit stronger, um, but uh, no, this this kid's a good player. No, a really good player. It's funny you bring up the T Higgins thing because we always learn from our experiences. So when T Higgins was coming out, uh, one I really would have. I mean, I, I felt like I was heavy on him going in, but then 
when you go back and you watch his basketball highlights and clips, yes, my goodness, like if yeah. you factor that in, and like if you wanted to sell him, if I'm in the room and we're like, ah, hey, can hey, can we pull up the huddle and just yeah. show us show him dunking a little bit, that athleticism, that length. Guess who else was a hooper? Drake London went to USC, uh, play play basketball. Uh, did did I tell did I tell you my Drake London story? No. Okay, so I am at the time I am coaching at Notre Dame High School. I am the offensive coordinator. We are playing Moore Park High School. Mm-hmm. Drake London is the number one receiver for Moore Park High School. We are running the ball up and down the field. We may have run for four hundred <laughs> yards that game. Drake London is playing wide out, and we have no answer. And so we get to the end of the game, and um, they score, and they decide to go for two. Mm-hmm. And so DJ, I got my head. It's going to the big guy. Yeah, you know where it's going. DJ, put him in a slot, and they run a little post corner. And literally, they just throw an alley-oop. And my little guys who are destined to be accountants and lawyers and <laughs> doctors or whatever, I mean, it's almost like them trying to climb Godzilla. They're just <laughs> hanging at his feet, and he's just swatting the helicopters as he pulls this ball down. And at that moment, I go and I laugh, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, look, sometimes guys are just better than yeah. you. you and, that's, that. and that's him. And then you watch him. He does play basketball, I want to say, his freshman year at SC. But then DJ, the same thing that he did to SC against all the Pac-12, I mean, he did the same thing against us in high school. Like, this is what he's going to do. Yeah. Very competitive, uh, can win the 50-50 balls. He takes it down, and he's going to expand the strike zone just because of his size. The one thing that I hope for him is if someone will put him inside so they can take advantage of not only his ability to kind of be that big slot guy, but to come in and dig out linebackers and safeties and be a physical presence in the run game. That's where I think his value becomes special. Sticking him outside is one thing. You put him inside and allow him to be that big target inside the numbers. That's when quarterbacks are like, oh, yeah, that's he's my best friend. I'm going to throw it to him all the time. See, I'm listening to you while I pulled up and I'm watching Drake London's high school highlights, his basketball highlights. I'm watching his basketball highlights. Got a little, he's got like a little Jalen Rose. He's a lefty. He's got a little yeah. Jalen Rose to him yeah, out there on the like, perimeter. Man, that dude's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I want to see. I don't know. He, I don't think he has that same bounce that T. Higgins did. T. Higgins had some big-time bounce. Hey, big-time bounce. Like, yeah. big-time. I'm, bas- I'm basketball scouting now. That's, you see how this works? So, here's the thing. So, in um, leading up to the Super Bowl, they put out a huddle thing on all the Bengals that played basketball. And it was um, T. Higgins just absolutely crushing dunks yeah. from everywhere. It's Joe Burrow showing his game. He had, nice little, yeah. had a nice little game. Jamar Chase, underrated basketball. Really? Yeah, nice. underrated, could get to the rack. You know, like people think we're funny when we talk about multi-sport stuff. But DJ, in the room when we're having these conversations about guys, it can be a separated when you like. You might want yeah. to go check out his high school thing. Because oh, we put them on in the room. The we put those highlights up on the room. It it adds value to like. Oh, I didn't even know he was this kind of athlete because sometimes you don't see that athleticism play out on the football field. Then when you watch it in high school, you're like, oh, oh, I see it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I uh. Good. By the way, if you want to have some fun, if you haven't seen it already, I remember when uh, Nelson Aguilar was coming out. Just just like put in YouTube Nelson Aguilar dunk and watch that dude get off, get see his bounce and get off the ground. It's like whoa. It, okay. Yeah, like like you, you want to see those things, and so now nah, look, Drake London is is interesting. There's so many guys at wide receiver in this draft that are um, 
fascinating okay. prospects to me. Let's, we, we've uh, we've talked a lot about these top guys before, so we'll kind of zip yeah. through those. But like Traylon Burks, you know, the big physicality. We'll see how fast he runs. He's going to have almost 11-inch hands. He's kind of got some freakish stuff to him. He's going to swallow up the ball. He's going to swallow com- up the ball with his Combine will be good just watching him run a variety of routes because you don't get to see all the routes. He right he's, a playmaker more, yeah. he's a playmaker more than a route runner. Somebody asked me the other day who has the best hands in the draft. I think it's Jahan Dotson from Penn State. He's got phenomenal ball skills. He great scoot. ball skills. Uh, my 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 old high, my college offensive coordinator Whitey Jordan would say, "Hey man, that guy can catch a BB in the dark." <laughs> like <that's, laughs> that is what John Dawson can do. He can go and he can pluck it. It is very natural and easy to him. He is the natural pass catchers that we talk about loving. Those guys normally are your number one receivers. Can I warn everybody not to freak out? By the way, because what's going to happen is Olave is going to Olave might run like four three two four three four. He's going to fly. And then oh, yeah. Garrett Wilson would not be shocked if he ran four five flat or four five two. Don't care. Garrett Wilson. Can, I mean, both those guys can play. They're both you. They're mm-hmm. both really good players. But I, I think there's going to be some probably social media explosion if if Garrett Wilson runs four five five. I remember saying the same thing about Justin Jefferson. Right, Justin Jefferson. I'm like, hey, be prepared. He's a great player, but he might run four five five. Then Justin Jefferson ran like four three. I was like, ah, don't worry about. It. Okay, we're fine. Um, yeah. But that was kind of the kind of like the stories you hear on him is he's probably not going to run as fast as people think. But the best receivers in the NFL, the majority of them are kind of in that 4-5 range. Yeah, they're in the 4-5 range because they have to be able to start and stop. Like yeah. stopping is the biggest thing when it comes to being a great route runner. And your number one receivers, more times than not, they are in that 4-5-5 range because they do have the ability to do all that other stuff. Sometimes when you're a fast guy, really hard for you to slow down and do some of the things that you want to see when you're running digs and comebacks. Yeah, You're just kind of limited in the route tree to the things that allow you to keep your speed on the move. Yep. Um, let me roll through a couple more guys here. Uh, Jamison Williams, we've talked about a bunch. You know, if he doesn't get hurt, he'd be long gone. You have him way up there on your list. Big time vertical threat. He's got ridiculous speed. Um, we got to get him healthy. Some other guys that are interesting here for different reasons. Um, Jalen Tolbert, we saw down there at the Senior Bowl from South Alabama. Size, speed combination. Big play guy. George Pickens has been hurt at Georgia. Uh, you know, Maybe. so you just saw him at the mm-hmm. end of the year here. But you can go. I went back and watched some 2020 stuff. He's 50 50 guy, man. He can go up and get it. Yeah, George Pickens, you saw him come in the championship game and yeah. have a big play down the, down the yeah, thing. Yeah, 50 so yard catch. 50 yard catch. So you already know that he has it in him. And, you know, one of the things when we're scouting DJ, it's not just the final season before they come out. Gray scouts dig a little deeper and mm-hmm. make sure they understand the, the total body of work that a guy is able to present. It'll be interesting when you look at George Pickens. Um, let me give you a couple more here. Sky Moore is one of my favorite guys uh, to watch from Western Michigan. Oh, yeah, man, he's I've fun. I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen you go big on him. We, we talked about it oh. on the thing. Western Michigan, you see him make plays, and he can do all the other stuff. He's the Antonio Brown with his clothes on, like with a shirt on, a uniform. Yeah, keep, you keeps know. it on. Keeps it yeah. on. Yeah. Doesn't get like you know. He keeps <laughs> it on. Makes it happen. Good player. Uh, yeah. David Bell from Purdue. Uh, you mentioned him. Uh, one of my kind of – kind of guys maybe a little bit off the radar Dijon Dixon from Nickel State is a good player you might have saw him so, at an all-star game right hey the collegiate bowl he should have been the MVP he had over yeah. 100 yards in the game he can he play made, man he made a, a third handful. round I put him in like the third round he made a handful of 50 50 catches down the sideline uh he was a dominant player he can run the end breaking routes the slants and those things he's a really good player very productive yeah I, I was a big fan of his he was a pleasant surprise um You've got uh, Josh Johnson, who's a toothpick at Tulsa, 176 pounds, but he can scoot. Okay, so here's the thing. So Josh Johnson didn't play great at the East-West Shrine game. That Mm -hmm. said, when I talked to some people from Pittsburgh, they're like, oh, this is Antonio Brown all day. 
Mm-hmm. You're like, this is Antonio Brown in terms of just the wiggle, the burst, yeah. how he can kind of get away. And they told me that early in the week. Now, he didn't play great in the game, but that those comparisons, people just don't throw those out there, particularly when you've worked in an organization. And they you know how to scout White House. Yeah, like yeah. that That was really impressive. He, he's, he's, he's one to watch. Uh, John Mechie um, from Alabama, he's another one with the injury. But, man, he's just a, a powerful, smooth route runner. I don't think he's super, super juiced up and explosive, but he's been a good player at Alabama for a long time. A couple guys from the Senior Bowl, Khalil Shakir, I think is a day one starter as a slot. Christian Watson from North Dakota State was one of the best guys down there. He's got big-time uh, ability to get down the field. He's a little more loose and more, more fluid um, than you would think for a guy that size. So, I mean, there's a whole host of wideouts. I will say I went back and compared the not just the top but the depth. So I think the middle tier from last year, I would take over the middle tier from this year. I think there's good mm-hmm. kind of depth all the way through, but – if we look at last year, I thought last year had better top couple guys, three guys. And then I would say kind of that middle tier when you start comparing, you know, kind of those those middle guys, those second, third round guys. I just I thought last year we had some, some maybe some a little bit more in terms of the second, third round guys, just in terms of upside. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I think they're really good players um, throughout it. I think the conversation will be interesting in terms of when you pull the trigger on these guys. The combine will certainly have a say in some of the separation between yeah. these guys because ultimately guys fall in love with the times and what that 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 sticker says on the card. Um, but there's some, there's some good playmakers, and I think we have to continue to keep in our mind um, we're on the outside looking in. Think basketball team. Mm-hmm. What role are they pegging the wide receiver? for when he gets to the next level or is he a big play threat is he a chain mover is he a red zone option a 50 50 ball specialist what role do they envision for the player it could speak volumes about why they decided to pick him where they picked him no doubt um but anyways if you need a wide receiver i think we could say this any year going forward you can find them you're going to be able to find some guys as you go through the draft It's, it's a deep group um all right buck that was a fun way to kind of look at those positions um we'll we'll do a couple more here on uh on the next podcast and uh we'll keep this this train moving here but pretty fun here man as we get ready for the combine any other thoughts before we get out of here no like it's kind of funny um how quickly it'll be upon us like next week we're there yep we're there i'm uh gonna get back to the tape here try and finish all these guys up man i got a few running backs left to do and man i got a lot of linebackers and dbs to look at so we'll get there man Playing catch up, but we'll get there. Yeah, we certainly will be playing catch up until the very until the very end, until they kick it off for real. Yeah. By the way, I've got our t-shirt idea. You know, we did like the the uh, election year t-shirts. It's been a couple years now. We're probably due. We're due for a new t-shirt. So I was seeing maybe the audience can help us a little bit here uh, and let us know. Maybe in the review section on Apple Podcasts. But I was trying to think of kind of like our what are our little lines that we've used on here that maybe are singular to our show and. Uh, you know, trucks and trailers would be uh, would be up there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tomato cans, is part yeah. of our lexicon, right? <laughs> uh, wa- Waldo's. Oh yeah, we of, found part a of our part, part of our lexicon. Um, I'm trying to think. So we need some. I need some help on some of the other things that we maybe reference on here that you don't hear uh, other places. So we could maybe get a T-shirt with kind of a collection of all these little items on there, Buck, and it's just kind of like an inside thing with our with our listeners. I like that. I like that. Let's bring them in. We're yeah. inclusive. We are yeah. inclusive here. Yeah, we're trying to bring get everybody going here. Um, all right. I appreciate you guys hanging with us. Uh, Combine's going to be here before you know it. 
Again, shout out to Nabil, best producer in the business. Uh, we'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungle's closing in? You crave wide-open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, Land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to Land.com, find your open space, and get out there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.